In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was God, he was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In, all hi in him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light, that shi the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Thanks, Joel. Good morning, everyone. Merry Christmas. Now, we've got a whole lot of cushions down here, so if there are any children or children at heart who would like to join William and Elizabeth down here, it gets very lonely when you're up the front here all on your own, feeling very exposed, so it's nice to, nice to have a bit of company down the front, and I can tell you those cushions are a lot more comfortable than the normal seats that all the grown-ups have to sit in, so come down and grab a seat down the front. All right, well, Merry Christmas. Um, if, you're, if you listen to the passage that we just had read there, it was all, it, a lot of it was about darkness, wasn't it, being in darkness. Now, I wonder if you can think of a time when, when you've been in darkness, when you've been somewhere really dark. I've got, got one hand going up. Now, I like to go for walks occasionally with Marty, who was up here a moment ago leading the service. Does, who here likes going for walks? Anyone going for walks? Yeah, a few, fair few hands going up. I like going for walks on three conditions, right? So firstly, it's not too long a walk. A short walk's a good walk, nothing, nothing too long. Secondly, it's, a fair, it's fairly flat ground, nothing, nothing too steep. And thirdly, I like to see where I'm going. I like the sun to be shining as I go. Those are three pretty reasonable conditions, I think. Marty, though, he doesn't like any of those things. He likes to go for long walks up steep mountains at midnight. So that's, that's, the, way, that's the way he rolls. Um, so we, we went for a walk a little while ago. It was really late at night. I've actually got, got a photo of um, me and Marty on that walk. So there's, you can see there's me, me on the left. Uh, actually, no, it might be my, I can't. I can't quite tell. You can kind of see one of us is on the left, one of us is on the right. It, it was a really, really good walk. We, we had lots and lots of fun. Um, but it was dark. Have you ever felt so dark that you can't even see your hands in front of you? It's darkness, so dark that you can feel. You're, you're walking up this steep mountain. It's pitch black. Every step, you're not sure if you're going to step off a cliff or step into a hole. In fact, don't just imagine it. I'll show you what it's like. Does anyone... Can I have a volunteer who's not afraid of the dark? Elizabeth, fantastic. Alrighty, I am going to make things nice and dark for you. There we go. Can you see anything through that? I can't see anything through it, but yeah. I can see the cloth. You can see the, yeah, well, you know what it's like going for a walk with Marty then. All right, I will lead you down these steps. Step down, step down, yep, all right. I realise I should have actually started this before I put the blindfold on, but anyway, I'll lead you along this path. What I'm doing now, I'm leading you to the side of the church. So you're going to touch a wall in about 30 centimetres, yep. I'm going to spin you around a couple of times and disorient you, that's good. And now I want all of you to come here and help because you need to guide Elizabeth to the other side without touching her, just giving her directions, guiding her to the other side, touching to the other side. <laughs> Little brother's doing a great job. All right, going over. <laughs> 
See, I would have just let her on the flat ground personally, but that's, <laughs> that's one way to do it. Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh. Someone just um, pre-fill an incident report form for me. Great work. Good job, everyone. I'll take that blindfold off you, Elizabeth. Great work. You can grab a seat. You can grab a seat. So it's pretty hard, isn't it, walking in the dark, doing something like that's really great in the light, but in the darkness, it's really hard. And so that was what it was like walking up that mountain. Well, that's what it would have been like. Except Marty, Marty was smart. So he brought a flashlight, which putting one of these on at the same time as a headset mic is interesting, but he brought a flashlight. So he had this, this flashing light that he was walking around with. So we could see where we were going. Because when you're in the dark, when you're walking around in the dark, you need to be able to see where you're going, don't you? And life, life can be a bit dark sometimes, can't it? I don't, I don't mean just physically dark, but I mean that we can go through dark times in life. The world can be a dark place at times, you know, when, when sad things happen to us or, or to people that we love, when people hurt us, when we hear about sad things going on around the world, it might be volcanoes overseas or it might be bushfires just down the road from us. There, there are sad things that happen. And when we're in darkness, we need a light, don't we? We need something to get us through that darkness. Now, the message of Christmas is about a baby being born. It's, it's about shepherds who see angels. It's about wise men bringing gifts. But it's about more than that as well. It's about light coming into a dark place, a place where light was needed. See, when Jesus was born, he was a light coming into a dark world. That's what the John chapter 1 is all about. So what does it mean that Jesus is light coming into a dark world. What does that mean for us? Well, it means that we've all got a choice to make. Every single one of us has a choice to make. We're going to find out what that choice is soon. But firstly, we're going to stand and sing happy, happy days as we remember back to that first Christmas. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to, he came to that which was his own, but his, did not, his own did not receive him, yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born of not natural, not of natural descent, nor of human decisions or a husband's will, but born of God. Thanks, Joel. I've lost all my friends down the front. I need you, need you back again. I'm still, still got two more talks to get through all my own up here. Tell you what, how hot, how hot was last week? Absolutely sweltering. What was it, 46 degrees on Friday or something like that? I reckon there's three types of days, I reckon. There's too hot to work, too cold to work, and too nice to work. And <laughs> la last week was oh, way, 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 way too, too hot to work. I tell you, when it's that hot, there's really only one thing that hits the spot, isn't there? There's only one thing that, that, that you feel like that's going to satisfy you when that sort of weather is going on. You just feel like a nice 
cool, refreshing glass, <laughs> nah, wrong slide, of iced coffee. That's, that's it. That's what you need when the weather's hot. That's, that's the only thing that's going to get you through. I'm a bit annoyed, to be honest, though. And I'll, te- I'll tell you why I'm not annoyed. I thought Christmas probably isn't the best time to talk about this, but no, I've started now. Marty promised me, he promised me he was going to get me an iced coffee for Christmas. He, he knew, he knew it's been that hot last week. It's been 46 degrees last week. It's been, it's going to be 42 degrees this Saturday. He knew that I needed an iced coffee this week, and he promised that he was going to get me one, and, and he hasn't. He hasn't even done it. He, oh, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, he, he is... He is a, an absolute shocker. He, he tells you one thing and he does another thing. I, I, can't, I can't believe it. But I'm, I wanted that iced coffee so badly. I've been hanging out for it. And, and, and I just, oh, it was the one thing I needed to get me through, through this, this, this. Sorry, William, in a moment, I'm, I'm up here doing a talk. Um, it, was, it was the one thing that I really wanted. But do you see an iced coffee up here? He said he was going to leave it on this stage for me. Does any... Sorry? What? Ah, oh. oh. you, sh- you shouldn't have. Oh. I-, I never doubted, you know. I, I knew Mar- Marty would pull through. He always does. I'll, um, I'll drink that later. That'd be, that'd be very helpful. But, but how sad would it be if there was this gift that I'd been longing for, this gift that I'd been hanging out for, and it, and it was there, but I never knew about it. That, that would be terrible. Well, it was actually a bit like that when Jesus came into the world. Uh, when Jesus was born, it wasn't like anyone else being born because Jesus was involved in making the world and everything in it, all of the, the rivers and trees and mountains and animals and oceans and, and even us as well. Jesus was involved in making it all. And now he was coming into the world as well, coming to people who are living in darkness, people who knew that a light was coming. See, God had been telling the people of Israel for years that a light is going to come to them in the darkness. So they were waiting for God to act, waiting for this light to come in. In fact, we see in that passage that we just read that John the Baptist is even sent in advance to announce that Jesus is coming into the world so that when Jesus comes, people believe in him. And so, Jesus comes into the world. Jesus, who made the world. Jesus, who was the light coming into a dark world. Jesus, who God had promised to send into this darkness. Jesus came to his people. How good is this going to be? Jesus came to his people and what happened? They didn't recognize him. They didn't receive him. They ignored him. In fact, get this as well. In the end, they even killed him. It's terrible. So all these people don't receive Jesus. They don't recognize him. But there are some people, just a few people, who do receive Jesus. They do believe that he is who he says he is. And what do these people get for doing that? Well, they get the right to become children of God. We're going to have a a think in a few moments about what that means and why it's so special as well. But we all have the same choice, don't we, to make about Jesus that, these, that the Israelites did all the way back then. All of us, everyone in this room, everyone in this world, we have a choice to make about Jesus. We either recognize him and receive him, or we don't. We don't recognize him. 
we don't receive him. But why should I receive Jesus? You know, why, why should I recognize Jesus? Why should I receive him if I haven't already? And if, if I have, why should I get excited about it every Christmas, every Christmas coming along, hearing the same news over and over again? Why should it excite me? Well, it's because of who Jesus is. And we're going to think about that in a second, but we're going to sing about it first. We're going to sing about Jesus being the Word who became flesh. So let's stand together and we'll sing, The Word Became Flesh. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. John testified concerning him. He cried out, saying, This is the one I spoke about when I said, He who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. Out of his fullness we have all received grace in place of grace already given. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but the one and only Son who is himself God and is in closest relationship with the Father, has made him known. Thanks, Rachel. Ask a moment ago, why should I believe in Jesus? Or if I do believe in Jesus, why should I still get excited about Christmas year after year? And it's because of who Jesus is, because Jesus is the greatest gift. Now, who here has opened a Christmas present already this year? Anyone? Any, any parents generous enough to let kids open them early enough? A few, few parents with hands up as well. I wonder, can you think of the best Christmas present you've ever received, whether it was this year or in a, in a previous year sometime? What, what was your best Christmas present ever, Elizabeth? A stocking and it's a squishy pineapple with little water bits in. A squishy pineapple with little water bits in. There you go. Anyone, anyone who's forked out hundreds and thousands of dollars for Christmas presents this year, I'm sorry, but you have, you have missed the boat well and truly. All right. I can think of a few really good ones that I've got over the years. Some of, some of these might be, some of these are a few years old now, so there'll be a few people that some of this will be ancient technology for, but when I, I reckon when I was about 13, I got one of these, a, a Sony Discman. Yeah, it was, it was really, really good. I mean, it was completely redundant within two years because CDs got replaced with MP3, but that's, it was kind of, kind of cool while it lasted. What else did I get? Oh, yes. And I don't know if anyone's seen one of these. It's those cricket balls you used to get that record how fast you bowl. Really, really cool gift. I mean, it, I don't think it actually worked properly. I was, I was clocking speeds of about 170 k's an hour with it, which I think my cricket career would have progressed a little bit further if that had been, if that had been accurate. But you know, the, the, the general idea of it is pretty good. Alicia got me a really cool calendar last year for Christmas as well. I did, not that one. I couldn't find a photo of it. It was an even better one than that one. It's really, really great calendar with funny pictures on it. Um, but calendars are kind of useless after a year, aren't they? You know, the, the, the days of the year change around a little bit. You know, you, you, can, have, you can have the best calendar in the world, and, and thank you, but it's, 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 it's got a shelf life, doesn't it? Anyway, I'll uh, dig myself out of that at, at some point. But Jesus... Jesus isn't just a gift that, that breaks or that, that goes out of fashion or, or that becomes useless after a bit of time. And the reason for that is, is in verse 17, because grace and truth come through Jesus Christ. Grace and truth. 
these two words really help us to understand who Jesus is and why, why he's the greatest gift that we could ever receive and why it matters whether we receive him or not. So let's have a start with truth. Jesus brings us truth because he shows us who God is. Let's have a look at verses one and two. In the beginning was the word, that's, that's Jesus, the word, and the word was with God and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. So Jesus, God the Son, he has existed forever with God the Father and God the Holy Spirit as well. But he didn't just stay up there in heaven. Have a look at verse 14. So the word, Jesus, became flesh and made his dwelling among us. The word became flesh. So in other words, the word is Jesus. So Jesus became human. That's what's going on here. So in other words, God became one of us. And so seeing Jesus was seeing God in his glory. And as we read about Jesus, we read about God living and, and breathing and, and speaking as one of us. Not, not way up there, but down here with us. Have a look at verse 18. No one has ever seen God, but the one and only Son who is who is himself God and is in closest relationship with the Father, has made him known. So that's, that's truth. That's why Jesus brings truth, because Jesus, he wasn't just a good man. He wasn't just a wise teacher. Jesus has made God known to us. He has shown us who God is. All right, so that's truth. Let's have a think about grace now. So grace means something that we don't deserve, something that we didn't deserve to get. So Jesus came, verse 12, to give us the right to be God's children, which, which must mean that we didn't have that right to begin with. It was something that we didn't deserve. We don't get born into God's family by natural descent just because of who our parents are. We don't earn our way up to being part of God's family by doing good works. In fact, we can't do that because the problem is, we've, we've talked about the world being a dark place sometimes, haven't we? The, the darkness in the world, the bad things that happen. But the thing is, the darkness isn't just out there. The darkness is in here as well. And the problem is sin. None of us can perfectly obey God. We get things wrong, we, we mess things up, we, we hurt other people. We hurt ourselves, and we hurt God as well. So if that's the case, then how can God give us the right to become children of God? How can Jesus give us that right? Well, he lived the perfect life, and then he died in our place for our sin. And so only, only by God becoming one of us could we become children of God. Jesus, the Son of God, he became what we are. He became people living on earth, living in the midst of all of our messiness and all of our brokenness. And he did it so that we could become what he is, children of God, sins forgiven, eternal life guaranteed. So Jesus, he became what we are so that we could become what he is. Or, or to put it another way, God came to us so that we could come to God. How great is that? The life and, and the death of Jesus shows us how personal and how loving God is to, to come down to us, to make us 
his children. Now, maybe you're here this morning and um, you wouldn't consider yourself a Christian. You don't, don't normally go to church. Maybe you're, you're here with family. It's great to have you along with us. I hope you've enjoyed your time with us this morning. I'd encourage you this Christmas to think about the person of Jesus. That there, there might be issues with Christianity that you have. I reckon just leave them to the side just for now and think about who Jesus is. Does Jesus bring grace and truth? Because if Jesus offers us the right to become children of God, and if Jesus shows us who God is, then he's worth taking very, very seriously. So why not, if you've got a bit of time off over Christmas, why not sit down and have a read through the rest of John's gospel? We've, we've read through the first part of chapter one. You can read through the rest of the book and really decide for yourself who Jesus is. Is he just a good man and a good teacher, or is he more than that? And for those of us here who are followers of Jesus, I encourage you as well to fix your eyes on Jesus this Christmas. There are so many things we can get distracted by this Christmas, the food, the shopping, the the family, the stresses that, that come with all of that. And so often in life, God can seem so distant, can't he? God, God can seem so far away from us. But Jesus, Jesus reveals God fully to us. See, God knew the worst things about us. He knew the very worst things that we'd never want anyone else to know about. And he still loved us enough to send his son down to save us, to make us his children. Uh, So we've talked about Jesus being light in the darkness and what that means for us. Jesus says the same thing himself a bit bit later on when he's grown up. He says, I am the light of the world. Whoever Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So Jesus is our light shining in the darkness. Now this doesn't mean that life is never going to be hard. What it does mean, though, is that we will never be without hope. We'll never be without hope because the Word became flesh. Jesus became human. God became one of us, full of grace and full of truth. Jesus brings truth because he shows us who God is. He reveals God to us. And he brings grace because he brings us to God. How wonderful. What amazing news to be able to celebrate at Christmas. Jesus is our light in the darkness. What an amazing gift to receive. Let me pray. <coughs> Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the greatest Christmas present that we could ever receive, your son, full of grace and full of truth. With everything that goes on at Christmas time, all the, the busyness and the stresses and the, the fun times and the sad times as well, please help us to fix our eyes on Jesus to to see how Jesus has revealed you to us and how Jesus brings us to you. For those of us here who are still thinking about who Jesus is and and whether he's worth following, please give us eyes to see him as the light in our darkness. And for those of us who do know him, please help us to, to recognize him all the time as being our light in the darkness. Whether we're going through good times or bad times this year and next, help us to fix our eyes on him. Help us to treasure this amazing gift that you've given us. Amen.